legit. Like, you know, I'm making a living from this. And she was like, she was pretty much crying. She's like, I don't believe you, da, da, da. So then I just had to like move out, buy a car and show her my bank account. This is Impact Schools Podcast, a show that brings you inspiring success stories from authors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and influencers that are at the top of their game. On this show, what we do is break down their success so that you can follow their path and achieve the exact same thing. On today's episode, Lauren will be interviewing Rob Lipset. He's a YouTuber and best-selling author with over 620k followers on Instagram, 450k on YouTube, and the owner of Fuel Cakes and Game Plan. This podcast was originally recorded in 2018, so some of these dates may be different but the value included is still beneficial to all of you listeners. So it would be rude not to share. And if you are interested in getting free resources that ensure we can build out your sales system, head to impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash free, where you will get all their resources designed for founders just like you. With that said, let's get into today's show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You caught me at a good time. Just, you know, as you said, got off the phone with the insurance there, new car. It's the morning time. I've just had my coffee. So, you know, I'm buzzing. You're making it out like it's five in the morning, Rob, but it's 11.41. Have you been having a bit of a lion? <laughs> I wake up and I feel like it. <laughs> forget, forget your grind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is like the anti-grind podcast right now. So yeah. do you want to just give the listeners a bit of a rundown maybe? In fact, first, what's your new car and why did you get it? As Mercedes AMG, because yeah, yeah, I just kind of like felt like it and <laughs> needed a car. But uh, I've never really like bought a big purchase ever. And uh, last year, I was kind of like a brand ambassador for Renault, and so you know they gave me a, a Renault Kajar for the year, which I actually really liked. It wasn't flashy or anything, but I really liked it, and I obviously saved a lot. Uh, from you know being given that car for the year so i was like when i was buying car this year i was like ah you know might as well just ball out a little double bit. up yeah you can double up because you double up. that's exactly it. it that's exactly it yeah love that love that and also you deserve it because you've been working your absolute butt off so just to give the listeners a bit of a background about what it is that you do because this audience obviously we've both kind of come from the fitness industry where the audience would definitely know who you are within the fitness industry but there might be some listeners here today who aren't necessarily from the fitness industry perhaps they're more from the entrepreneurial world so do you want to just give a bit of a breakdown of who it is that Rob Lipset is absolutely so my name is Rob Lipset I'm 26 years old I'm from Dublin Ireland and I started out as a fitness YouTuber uh, when I dropped out of college or it's like failed Ooh. college <laughs> it, it was like I just kept failing year after year so I was like all right I gotta go focus on our stuff now and uh, you kept trying it. how many times did you try uh, like two and a half. That's, that's, that's all that counts. Perseverance. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a, gave it a, my best. Um, yeah. But anyway, so um, dropped out of college and I got fired from a couple of jobs. And so I had nothing else to do. Like the only thing that was consistent in my life was going to the gym. And I'm a true believer it, is that you can make a career 
out of anything. So like you really can't, like there's like YouTube channels of people opening up boxes of toys and like that's their job. So like the world is just gone, it's just a crazy world. So I was like, hmm, how do I make dough from lifting weights? So then I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, I've got none to lose. I'll just pick up my iPhone 5 and um, just start recording, you know, what I eat in a day, how I train. And it kind of went from there. So then a lot of people would message me asking for plans and, you know, programs. So I started doing them for free just because I had so much spare time and had nothing else to do. And then these people would come back to me after like 30, 40 days, whatever, with this like insane before and after. And they'd be like, oh, thanks for the plan. You can use this if you want. So oftentimes when you're trying to start a business, it's, it's really just right in front of you and you're just solving a problem that's presented to you every day. So I was like, oh, sweet, I'll just start charging for these plans. I've even got loads of before and afters for marketing. So then that was kind of the first entrepreneurial thing I ever did. And that's the first thing I did that started making money online. And then it went onto YouTube and I grew my following there on Instagram, all other platforms, started doing brand deals, sponsorships. I started doing more public speaking. Uh, so again, the first ones I did were free. And then, you know, now for, for a public speaking event, it would be well into the thousands for an hour. Um, and then, so that came after that. Uh, recently, I became a shareholder in Raw Gym's Academy. And it's a personal trainer academy that teaches people become ter- uh, it's like a third party for you know qualifying people then i also this year started an events agency called the creator agency and that focuses on bringing content creators together to talk about their journey so um i do some other investments as well um but that is mainly the gist of things as far as i can think of i've also got an app but that kind of goes back to the fitness fitness stuff too i've also just written a book that'll be it in january Okay, so there's obviously a ton of different things that you do there, Rob. Now, this might be a bit overwhelming for some people who are maybe at the beginning who want to start a YouTube channel, or maybe they have started, but they're struggling to grow it. And obviously, they see someone like you who's already built this massive following. You have all these different streams of income, all these different opportunities coming your way. But I just want to kind of take it back a few years. And obviously, when you first started, there were fewer people doing it. But what do you think were the main things that helped you grow your YouTube channel and this personal brand that you've now built? Yeah, for sure. I think the rule, the first thing is I really didn't care. Like at the beginning, I was like, I had nothing to lose again. And no college, no job. My parents didn't have a job for me to go into. Like literally just like I was just sitting on my ass all day playing xbox so i had nothing to lose so i really didn't care uh, so i was just uploading loads you know being myself and i wasn't like just obsessed over like the number of views i was getting or the number of subscribers and so many people compare their chapter one to someone else's chapter 10 but thankfully i didn't do that i was just like yo you know this is just me having fun with it and people can see fourth content or if they see you're actually enjoying making content so if you go into it with the whole thought of i want to get money i want to get sponsorships i want to get a million subs you know that stuff will all come but you should, that's not why you should do it you know you should do it because you actually like doing it and you like putting out content you like helping people and uh, so that that is probably my my biggest tip is to literally enjoy it yeah, yeah, that, I love that so much because it kind of, it, I, I guess it strips it back and it's not focusing on it as, it's, you're doing it for the right reasons, you're doing it because you want to share your message, you feel like you want to help people. And I think yeah. something to note through your content, because I've obviously, I've been subscribed to your YouTube channel for years and something to note is that 
you can really tell through your content that you are just truly being yourself and also that you're genuinely wanting to help people. So I think that this is another point because maybe if some people haven't yet watched any of your YouTube videos and after this, they've listened to this podcast, they should definitely go check them out because I guess something that they will see through your videos is that you're actually adding value to people's lives. So I guess let's just say someone wants to start a YouTube channel today. Now, if you were, you obviously said, you know, be yourself and just don't really care about the numbers and stuff. If yeah, that's any, fine. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Any other kind of practical tips that you would be giving them? Yeah, well, so like, like we said there, we're providing value, okay? Uh, everything should really be mutually beneficial, okay? So people are watching, let's say you've got a 10-minute video. People are giving you 10 minutes of their life, okay? They're giving that to you. So you better provide them with something decent, okay? So after those 10 minutes, they're like, awesome, that was, that was funny, that was entertaining, that was informative, that was motivating, you know, uh, anything. So that's, it's, a, it's a fair trade-off. You know, it has to be mutually beneficial. Yeah, it's like you can't just be going around life leeching or asking for handouts. You know, everything has to be mutually beneficial. Um, so if you provide that value, if you provide that content, well, then that's going to, you know, in turn help you. And people are always like, oh, Rob, you're so generous. You're so caring. You're putting out all this free content. You're helping people. You're doing meetups. You know, you're, you're going meeting everyone for free. Uh, you're so generous. And I'm like, well, no, actually, it's, it's quite, you can look at it as quite a selfish act because that's what's going to help me. You know what I mean? It's like by me helping everyone else, that helps me. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, again, it comes back to mutually beneficial things. So if you want to get ahead, don't be looking at it as if for you to win, everyone has to lose. You know, like, you know, you can all, it's plenty of room at the top. So oftentimes if you help everyone around you, you're going to win. Yeah, 100%. It's that whole point, I guess, of giving before you get and just providing all this free value, value, value. And then you're able to, eventually, it will come back around and help you out. And it will, yeah. maybe you'll be able to speak at cool places. You'll be able to sell products. You'll be able to earn a living from it. But I guess it, it just brings it back down to that point. I guess when you first started, you never intended for it to be your whole entire oh. life. Oh yeah, I, in my first like basically the first year of me like starting out on social media, I like didn't sell anything, mm. like mm. nothing. I didn't sell my first. I didn't sell my first plan until about a year in. Didn't do any brand deals. Nothing. I was literally just like providing content for like a good year. And you know, people people get it backwards. Like straight away they want like sponsorship. Straight away they come out with you know a program or something like that. You know, just straight away into it. But they haven't built a foundation or they haven't built a community first. Exactly. That's what it's all about. And you've definitely built a really solid community of people who want to now, they'll like literally say to you, you know, Rob, when's your new plan coming out? When can I buy your new t-shirts? Cause they want it so much from you because you've built yeah. this loyal tribe and these loyal followers who will literally, you know, they're asking for it now. So I guess this, I suppose, brings me onto kind of the point of you obviously work with several different brands, but you then also have your own businesses. Now, if someone was like to first get started, maybe they've already built up a solid following and they've got all these companies coming to, to them. And, you know, for anybody who's listening to this right now, maybe you don't yet have these companies coming to you. But when you start hitting a certain amount of followers, subscribers, yes, they might start coming to you. So Rob, what would your advice be for these people who are looking 
looking to grow or they have already built this following. Um, these brands are coming to them, but they perhaps want to build their own products and stuff. What would you kind of advise, you know, how would you weigh up doing your own thing versus being an affiliate or something for another brand? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's actually great to like, you know, start off and get, get to know the waters by working with other brands. But um, really there's kind of nothing more profitable or nothing more kind of direct than starting your own thing. You know, that that's obviously is direct, you know, you money in the bank, whereas you might be getting 20% if you're promoting other clothes or other supplements. But now the caveat is it's, it's going to be a lot more time consuming and a lot more difficult to set up your own thing. So I think it's great to start off by just working with brands and then get a bit of experience in the whole world, the whole realm of online business. And then you can go off and, and do your own thing. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it, I suppose it depends upon the fact of if, if it's your full-time thing or if it's just something mm. that you're doing on the side as well. Um, sure. so something that I notice on social media is like this, like I kind of call it social media prostitution where every single post <laughs> is like a post for another brand. And it's like, you're not, you're forgetting about your own personal brand. And obviously, oh, yeah. yeah, obviously for you, you've been like, face of my protein for a long time but you've been at the very forefront of that and so I suppose that's been like a super beneficial thing for you but I guess for some people who maybe are just being like an affiliate ambassador they're not necessarily going to be earning a good solid income from it or getting too much out of it whereas they might be better off I don't know focusing their efforts on their own personal brand Yes, for sure. So uh, I love what you said about social media prostitution. <laughs> like you go on to some... I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so you go on to some people's um, brands or some people's pages and it's all SP, 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 sponsored posts, you know, buy this, buy that, buy that. There's no death there. And you're actually, you're not, you're playing the short game. Okay. It's like, you're making a quick, yeah, you make a quick book but you're not building a, a good engagement. You're not building a good following. And like your followers won't grow. Your, your engagement will, will not go up because it's just literally like an ad. It's just constantly an ad. And I'll literally turn down brands like a brand be like, yo, we'll give you a couple thousand for a post and a story. Uh, on, can you do it on May the 20th? And I'll be like, oh no, I actually can't because I'm, I've got I've to do a post on May 18th and another one on May 22nd and I don't want it to filter it out. So it's like, you're going to have to, it's hard to turn down, like, but you yeah. got to understand that you're playing the long game and that it, it'll provide that long-term sustainability and there'll be more brands, you know, it's, it'll come back. Uh, so, you know, don't, don't wreck your own feed uh, from just constantly, constantly uh, social media prostitution. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Also, like, wreck your own feed. I mean, I think sometimes, yeah. I guess, you can kind of, you see some pages and they are literally just an extension of a, and someone else's business rather than yeah. being their own personal brand. And so, yeah. I think, again, when it comes to, like, building this YouTube following, this social media following that you've built, this personal brand that you've built, really, it is just, again, brings, brings me back to this, like, point of just being truly authentically yourself um, mm. and doing what feels good to you. So obviously we've spoken about this now. I'd love to also speak about, I suppose, the businesses that you've built, um, how that's been, any struggles that you've had. And just because you, I guess you're obviously a personal brand, like we said, a solopreneur. So what has been like, I guess, some of the biggest successes that you've had and also some of the biggest struggles? 
Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so the three kind of main businesses that I own is obviously RobLipsit.com, and that's kind of Rob Lipsit as a brand. So that's the speaking engagements, that's the online coaching, the app, the book, uh, the ebooks, and I guess my YouTube channel as well. So that's that's kind of like a sole trader sort of thing. And then we have um, the creator agency, which was it's which is a limited company, and then the also and so. Going through them, the first one is kind of like the core of things, like my my personal brand. That's kind of where everything stems from, and um, that was the first thing I ever did. And it, it, it was it's not that like it was hard to set up, but it just takes a lot of years of graft to establish your name as a brand. You know, yeah. people see me now, but they don't they don't go back to my first ever videos in 2014 and they see me in the, in the, in the motel, in the B and B recording videos on the iPhone five. Y'all have the iPhone 10 now. <laughs> it shoots in 4k. Oh my God. When people are asking me like, what camera do you use? Like yeah. how much does it cost for you to have this videographer? I'm just like, are you, yeah, like, you already got a better camera than me. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's crazy. So like, you know, it takes many years to build that up. So I don't know. I wouldn't even say it was a struggle because I enjoyed it so much. Um, did, you ever get, did you ever get like criticism from people around you or like people around you were confused about what you're doing? Your family? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah. Like my mom was like, when I like, you know, started doing this, she was like, what the hell? She's like, how are you training people through a computer screen? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, mom, trust me, it's legit. Like, you know, I'm making a living from this. And she was like, she was pretty much crying. She's like, I don't believe you, la, la, la. So then I just had to like move out, buy a car and show her my bank account and just be like, look, I'm completely independent now. So like, catch you later, pretty much. <laughs> so, but, but she was honestly like, um, she's from a different generation, so it was hard for her to understand online business. But now she, she kind of gets it quite well. I'm um, also bringing my family to LA in two weeks, so you understand it now. Yeah, I got us like a nice villa in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to do that so bad. Yeah, keeping up with the lips, it's, it's going to be some funny vlogs. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. How would you like to see if Impact School can help you double your sales this year? If so, just go over to impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash apply and you'll land on a short form whereby you can apply to see if we can help you double your sales this year while getting out of the day to day. That's what we like to do best. So impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash apply. And I look forward to welcoming you into Impact School. But that's a really good point, though, because I think the fact is a lot of times if you're trying to do something online, maybe you're trying to grow YouTube or something. Your parents won't get it. Like, I remember when I first started, I didn't even tell my parents. And then yeah. I showed them one of my videos and they were like, what the hell is this? And similar to you, like, my dad's now super supportive of the whole thing. But I think it is just this fact of, like, people are going to be confused about it, right? They're going to yeah. be like, what the hell are you doing? Because it's something that's different to everyone else. You know, you obviously dropped out of college. You didn't go down the whole corporate world. I know you had a corporate job at one period of time. Yeah, one stage, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so did I. And I mean, that's what people expect from you. And that's what's just the normal thing to do. But then you, in my eyes, you kind of sometimes have to go against the grain in order to really establish yourself in the world. Um, yeah. And so I guess for you, like, you know, you were obviously brave in doing that. So that was your personal brand. Now, how about some struggles in your other online businesses? 
Yeah, uh, so and on to the, the next one is the, the raw gyms thing. So I've been very, very lucky with that. And that was basically the first proper gym I ever joined in my life. And the owner of the gym, John, uh, he's been, I would describe him as a mentor for me as well. And so I'm just very lucky that he was able to take me on and that we now work very closely together to have two gyms to be able to use for seminars, meetups, uh, you know, um, the, the academy uh, you know, there, there are two massive gyms. Oh, and also video recording as well. Like, yeah. you get kicked out or gyms for that. And like, you know, they, it's crazy that I've just got those two facilities. So I'm blessed for that. Um, and a lot more to come there. And then on to the third one is the creator agency. And now this was a bit of a challenge. Um, okay, I'll tell you a funny story. I, I don't really put this out online too much. It's quite, it's quite controversial. Uh, I've actually, I, I've actually never, never spoke about this. Oh, I'm so intrigued now. Briefly. So I announced that I would be doing an event at uh, the creator agency event where I bring content creators together, uh, be it, you know, MMA coaches, we had Conor McGregor's coach on, uh, Owen Roddy, uh, you know, YouTubers like Christian Guzman, uh, you know, myself, whoever. Okay. And another a really big events company, uh, in Dublin, tried to take the idea and tried to have the event on before my scheduled event. No. I was in shock. Like, I, I was like, it's the exact same concept and everything. And like, uh, they, they watched my YouTube video and uh, just loads of stuff, okay? So wow. I was like, you want to play that game? All right, I'm, I'm changing the dates. So I had to get my whole event sorted in two weeks' time. So put, sell all the tickets, get a venue, get, get all the speakers together, plan out the schedule, get sponsorships, get everyone, get food for everyone, okay? And I did that in two weeks and the event was a sellout event, very profitable, smashed it. So that was one of the biggest, um, I, don't, I, hate, I don't like the word struggle. <laughs> it's like, you know, I like to act like everything comes easy because there's, there's more chance. If you tell, no, seriously, if you're like, tell yourself something's going to be like a struggle or difficult, or if you tell yourself, yo, I got this, what do you think you're going to have better success with? Yeah, no, I agree. It's like the whole thing is like, you never lose, you learn. And every, every single, every single struggle ever is, is going to teach you something, right? It's going to make you stronger and it's going to make you better for the next time that a situation like that comes around. That's absolutely insane that that happened. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, like trust no one. Yeah. <laughs> well, literally, no. I think that's a really good point, though, because I think it, you know, in business, it is a doggy dog world. And oh, yeah. This it's savage season. Yeah, yeah. They tried to literally take your entire business down, which is frigging insane <laughs> that's what happened but i won't go too into it yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. We, we got it, we got it sorted out and that that's really taught me how to uh, work under pressure and work fast mm-hmm. and, and that's one thing and um, people often say to me they're like rob you're very impatient and you probably hear like gary v saying like patience is everything and all i'm and so actually, impatient as well though rob. I, I think it's good i think it's good i think nowadays patience kills people like Yes, okay, certain things you need to be patient for, obviously, okay? Making gains. Yeah, yeah, making gains. Obviously, patience is great in some aspects, but I think sometimes people use it as an excuse to not execute and to not work fast. So I'm very impatient when it comes to some things, and I think it's great. Like, I, I get things done quick. Okay, so I get this vibe from you. Like, you're quite, you're quite spontaneous. Like, you're willing oh, yeah. to dive all into things because 
this is really interesting to me because I'm the exact same and I meet very few people who are like this. I feel like in business, a lot of people, they come across as spontaneous and they come across as like super energetic, but they are actually very calculated behind the scenes. And I think like, yes, there's a time and a place for all these calculated you know, things and like exact planning. But I think at the same time, you know, if you want to, I know, I, I know people who literally plan out all of their Instagram stories perfectly, like all of their posts perfectly, perfectly. But like I know for sure that I'm the type of person, like one time if I'm just randomly doing something and I see something cool, I'll just like make a random yeah. ass Insta story. Cause I'm like, my audience would love this. Yeah. I don't know, how about you? It's like, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like 20, it's like 24 hours. Like have fun with it. Like I, I put up a, a thing on my story last night about poverty soda. And like, I literally just took a picture of my fridge and I wrote a big story on it. And like, it didn't look aesthetic. It didn't look, you know, artsy. I was just like a picture of 30 cent cans of cola. And I just talk about how like, it's a private joke with my subscribers on how I used to drink that at the very beginning and I had the poverty soda and like, I still drink it. And, like, oh, and I used to watch you back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everyone, I was like, oh, no one's going to get this joke. Mm. But like everyone replied being like, oh my God, yes. And so that type of stuff is going to build up your, your, your community. The trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people are going to, yeah, and like another one is like obviously we both know you know Grace Fit UK. Mm. And like she puts up pictures of like her neck and like her face all <laughs> munched up, and like it's hilarious. Like she just posts whatever she wants on her stories, and it just makes her very likable. Yeah. Um, so I think people who have a bit more fun with their social media and relax with it, cheaper. And it's like you know the people that have like a theme on their Instagram. Mm. it's like they've got like you know you know those people that have like a theme on their instagram that stresses me out so much it looks i know and it's like it's not even gonna help your following grow like this is such a good point i think people focus on that so much and they focus Uh, on like yeah that's such a good point when it comes to growing your social media like seriously i don't think that that is important at all Oh, no, no, Like, the photos that I post of, like, me in the club with Christian and Max on a blurry phone and <laughs> with just chaos going on around us, that's what gets engagement, like. Whereas when I do, like, a professional athlete photo, that, that doesn't get as much engagement. So, like... So true. Oh, man, I'm, my page is, like, the opposite of the theme. You know, yeah, I like to make it look nice, but I, I do post every single day on Instagram. I haven't missed that for three years. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't do a theme. Like, I just post whatever I'm doing that day pretty yeah. much. Yeah, 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 no, I, I, I could not relate more. I also think, just a quick little side note, is, like, at the same time, your posts are still high quality, like, and yes. that's a really good a really good thing that's going to help set you apart on Instagram for sure. Um, So now just backtracking a little bit to, you mentioned your photos with Christian and Matt obviously do really well. And I think obviously uh, Rob, you've created a really strong network of relationships with people who are also doing the same thing to you. Now, how do you think that's benefited you and your audience and just your overall personal brand and business? So, and you've probably heard it a million times, but it's, it's the truest shit ever, honestly. is sur- I feel almost cliche saying it. Surround yourself with the right people. You know? I thought it's you like, were going to say your network is your net worth. So it was a bit of a... Same thing. <laughs> same thing, right? Same thing, okay? You are who you surround yourself with. And the reason you've heard that a hundred times is because it's true. So true. And it's, you know, it's, like, it's, it's actually scary with how true it is. 
Like, so if you're, if you're surrounding yourself with a bad crowd, like you need to sort that out immediately. You need to get your shit and go today. You need to cut those toxic people out. Right no, I'm serious. Like, yeah. just, just go off and do some, do something else. Go to a party and find new people. I don't know. Okay. But anyways, um, it's so important. And being with them, like, Christian Max, like, for example, they're not only, like, some of my closest friends now, best friends, they, they give me so much advice. They give me so much advice, and they motivate me a lot as well. So, like, the past, like, month, uh, I was being a little bit unmotivated to not vlog, but more so edit, to be honest. So I've only done a very few YouTube videos this month because I was focusing on finishing my app and writing my book. And I, so I kind of got out of the habit of like, you know, editing and, and like uploading and stuff. And then I was in like body power over the weekend. And like Christian, who is obviously just killing it in every way, was like, oh, sorry, yo, I got to go edit. And like someone who's made it this far is still just going off and editing for their own hours. That's how important YouTube is to people like us. So I was like, that motivated me a lot. I'm like, he's probably got more stuff going on than me, but he's still making more time to just go off and edit a video. So that was some real YouTube motivation for me. And again, just spending time with other people like that, be it in the gym, in business, in life and anything, it's just, it's just amazing. It's just a godsend. And it's funny because it's like, I'm Irish. I'm from Dublin. I live in Dublin. My best friends are from like Amsterdam, Virginia, Texas, and Manchester. Yeah, all, you know, all over the world. That's how that's how much of an emphasis I place on finding the right people to hang out with. That is such you a good to, point. You have to go to different continents. Yeah, yeah, all continents. around the world. They can. You, yeah. This is the craziest thing, and this is how powerful social media is. And I think, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people doesn't even have to necessarily, you don't even have to start with hanging around them. You can literally start by doing what the listeners are doing right now, listening to podcasts, watching Mm. YouTubers who you relate to, and all that type of stuff, because then you're still gathering information from them. You still feel like you can truly connect to them. And in the future, you know, it's crazy because just backtracking a little bit obviously we you and I became friends I guess through social media but it started because I was literally following you right so anyone who follows someone you can become friends with people and I think this is another really important thing to know is like I think a lot of times people will put someone like you on a pedestal because they'll see you on social media or they might we mentioned earlier like Christian Guzman they might see Christian and be like Christian is this God and I can never relate to him because he's a totally different type of person. But then when you actually break it down and you bring it back to reality and you just realize these people are all just totally normal people. And yeah. that's, that's exactly what it is. And this, yeah. this is just the fact of the matter is if you're someone who's listening to this right now, you put in the work, you want it bad enough. You want to help people. You want to give, give, give before you get and put in the work. You can get to exactly where all these are. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I used to queue up, in line to meet Christian and take a selfie with him. No way. Yeah, now I sleep on his couch and raid his liquor cabinet. <laughs> that's absolutely insane. If that's yeah. not motivation for anybody right now, then I do not know what is. Yeah, and, and another one is, you know, Ben Keeley, obviously. Yeah. Um, so Ben was a big, like, he told me this himself, he was like a fanboy subscriber of me. He'd come to all my meetups, and then one day he asked, like, can he make a video for me? So again, providing value. So I was like, sure, man, let's do it. And he made a really bad video for me. And I was like, Ben, this sucks. 
And then he was like, okay, okay, give me a couple of days. And he came back, we did another video and he like smashed it. And so I've worked with him for so long to the point where now he's in a contract with Red Bull. He gets to travel all over the world making videos for them. Uh, so start off as just coming to my meetups, put himself in the right position. And now he's with one of the biggest companies on the planet, like just living the dream. And he's so young. He dropped out of college. I think he's like 20 now or something. He's like, he's like my little bro. Yeah. But like, seriously, you know, um, that, that's just another example of putting yourself in the, in the right place with the right people. Exactly. Most people are just too lazy to do it. There's right, no- exactly. And they think it's unachievable. They think, oh, I'm not special. I'm not good enough. But yes, you are. The only difference between these people and you is that they're taking action. They're putting themselves out there. And they're taking these things that could be seen as risks. So, Rob, this has been an absolutely awesome podcast. So I'm going to leave the links to all of Rob's information in the show notes for this podcast. But he's literally just Rob lips it all over pretty much every social media platform, I guess. I'm easy to find. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for coming on today, Rob. It's been great. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. That's all for today's episode of the Impact School podcast. Remember, if you're looking at getting free resources that ensure that we can build out your sales system, head to impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash free. Join the community of entrepreneurs and business owners who are making a real impact. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and we'll see you in the next episode.